0: In February, the U.S. District Court adopted a new order to create a second track for patent infringement cases in the Eastern District of Texas, also known as EDTX. This new fast-track program provides litigants and the court with a choice for a faster, less expensive way of resolving patent cases. Finnegan attorneys Lionel Levenu and Ben Cassidy join us now to give an overview of the Fast Track program and recommendations for using it strategically. Ben, can you start us off with an overview of the EDTX Fast Track program and why was it established?
1: The EDTX Fast Track program, also called Track B, is a program that was instituted this February by Judge Davis of the Eastern District of Texas. And the goal of the program is simply to efficiently handle patent litigation cases. Specifically, the court expects that this new Track B will add efficiencies and cost savings that can be achieved through the use of alternative procedures, such as this Track B. It also ensure the full and fair opportunity of a speedy determination of each case on the merits. And there are basically two ways that you can get into Track B. The parties can file a joint notice, electing its procedure, or by order of the court.
0: Lionel, what's the timeline for patent cases that are selected for this program?
1: There's a certain
2: number of dates after the defendant files his or her answer and after that time comes up, then you have to meet certain milestones. As Ben mentioned, the only way to get into Track B, however, is if you have either an agreement of the parties or order of the court, and sometimes that's really hard. But let's just assume that the plaintiff has agreed after the defendant has answered, then 14 days after the answer, the plaintiff has a deadline of submitting infringement contentions. But the really big, big issue, is what happens only 72 days after the answer, and that's when the defendant's invalidity contentions are due. Uh, 72 days is not a long time. It's a very short amount of time, especially if you've just answered the complaint, you've not seen the patent for very long. As a defendant, to do a prior art search, to review the prior art, to review the patent, to compare the patent to the prior art, and to prepare invalidity contentions, which are not easy to do, especially in the Eastern District of Texas, to do all of that in 72 days from the answer is a Herculean task.
1: I would just like to add that in addition to the invalidity contentions, you don't have that 72 days just to focus on those contentions. You also have to be gathering your sales information and technical information related to the products for a case that you just found out about.
2: And then even after that, we We still have some more deadlines, Uh, 77 days after the answer you have the notice to the court for the readiness of case management schedule, 82 days after the answer you have the exchange of claim terms for claim construction by both sides, 102 days after the answer you have the exchange of claim constructions by both sides, and then 132 days after the answer, again not not a lot of time you have the joint claim construction and prehearing statement that's
0: due. Ben, can you highlight some of the key advantages of the Fast Track program?
1: There are some advantages to consider for both plaintiffs and defendants, uh, even though the, some of the initial press about Track B has been it's very defendant-friendly. For example, a plaintiff will have the first mover advantage under Track B. I mean, as a plaintiff, you, get to, you have all the time in the world to prepare your complaint, get your contentions together, and be ready to go. Other advantages for the plaintiff are is it allows for an early damages calculation, you'll get the defendant's sales information very quickly, so you'll know you know, how much you can ask for in the case and, and how much uh, exposure the defendant has, and that'll help in, in you know settlement negotiations if you want to go that route or to, to put ultimate pressure on the defendant. Now, on the other side, there are, again, another number of advantages for defendants as well. First off, you get to learn... The plaintiff's infringement and damages theories very early on in the case. In typical district court cases, the plaintiff will file their complaint. Uh, it's usually, you know, a bare bones complaint, just listing the the patent that's at issue or the the patents. Doesn't list the specific claims or necessarily even the specific products. But here, 14 days into the case, you'll get the plaintiff's infringement theories in their infring- infringement contentions, where they'll have to list the asserted claims specifically and the products that are issued. issue. And you also get uh, damages information, licensing and settlement agreements related to the patent 14 days in the case. Another advantage of having the plaintiff's contentions early is you have the maximum amount of time to prepare a post-grant review at the PTO. Under the AIA, you have one year to file an inter-parties review or a covered business method patent review from the receipt of the complaint. 14 days after that, you'll know exactly what claims are at issue, so you can focus any post-grant challenges on those claims. Another big advantage to the defendant is you get to the substance of the case quickly, Uh, you can drill down right to the merits with potentially avoiding lengthy and expensive discovery that can drag on and really drives up the cost of a lot of these patent uh, litigations.
0: And Lionel, how about the disadvantages to the fast-track program?
1: Well, we
2: mentioned the main disadvantage for the poor defendant under this process, and that is the fact that invalidity contentions are due 72 days after the answer. That's a, a massive disadvantage and a Herculean task that I think in many cases may make defendants just not even want to choose this process. So therefore, one of the interesting things is that although the general fault of track B is that it would be an advantage for defendants, that may actually not be the case because most of the disadvantages are for the defendant. The fact, for example, that the plaintiff has to have infringement contentions ready early in the case, well, that's no big deal because the plaintiff can prepare those before even filing the complaint. The fact that the plaintiff should have its considerations for damages and, and its estimated damages calculation, again, the plaintiff can do that before filing the case. The fact that the plaintiff needs to have its claim construction ready, the plaintiff can do that before filing the case. So as you can see, all of the potential disadvantages for the plaintiff can all be resolved by just having that prepared before filing the complaint. None of those things, however, the defendant can do because the defendant doesn't know when he or she is going to going to be sued. So once the plaintiff files the case, if you as a defendant are considering track B, then you have to do all of the things that the plaintiff has already prepared before filing the complaint after the complaint is filed during that short period of time between when the complaint is filed, you file the answer, and then all those dates start ticking away that you have to file the mandatory submissions. So interestingly, the disadvantages for the plaintiff are few. The disadvantages for the defendant are many. And (laughs) despite all of those problems, I still think in the right circumstances,
1: there will be defendants who will want to take the Track B.
0: Finally, what do you recommend as a strategy for using this program effectively?
1: For either side, I think Track B is is a great strategy if you think you have a strong case. For the plaintiff, if you think you know your infringement contentions, you know what discovery, limited discovery you may need, and you have strong theories, if you can go in quickly and show that by using track B, I think that would be an advantage. And the same thing for defendant. If if once you're sued, you realize you have a strong non-infringement position, you have a clear theory of the case, and it doesn't involve much uh, technical detail – I think track B is a good way to go, and even if you file an opposed motion, and Lionel and I had success with this in the earlier procedures, is you get to frame the narrative of the case if you go in asking for track B. You can say what your non-infringement positions are or what your infringement positions are if you're the plaintiff, what issues need to be decided in the case, and you can really focus the court and the entire case on your strongest arguments.
2: I think Ben's exactly right. I mean, I'm laughing because I'm thinking about the strategy that Ben just outlined, and that's exactly what we've done in the past. There was this early procedure where you could ask for an early claim construction and summary judgment procedure before Chief Judge Davis. And we, both Ben and I, expected that we would never get that procedure. So what we did is we submitted our request, and we outlined our arguments in a way that we thought would be persuasive to the court, So even if the court denied our request, which the court ultimately did many times in many cases, then at least we had framed the issues. And so I think that what we would do here for Track B is probably a very similar scenario.
0: Our guests have been Lionel Avenue and Ben Cassidy of Finnegan, one of the largest IP law firms in the world. For more commentary on intellectual property news and issues, to listen to other podcasts and to receive additional information on the firm, please visit www.finnegan.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Finnegan.